when is the greatest asset for a multiple seven-figure agency? After 10 years as the CEO of her agency and another 12 years before that working as a creative director, that's 22 years, Jenny Smith knows her team is the greatest asset. In this episode, Jenny shares how transparency about her agency's profit and losses helped her team understand the financial basics and raise the level of trust, ultimately leading to committed and engaged team members. If you want to hear how transparency and being in Perfect helped her have a multiple seven-figure business. Keep listening. Welcome to the Small But Mighty Agency Podcast. If you're a creative consultant or agency owner who wants to know what the roller coaster ride really looks like to grow your business from one to many, you're in the right place. My guest and I pull back the curtains on the realities of growing and running agencies of different sizes and what it takes to build a team. And if you're anything like me, you want more than the highlight reel. You want to learn from the mistakes of others so that you can stop short of making the same mistakes. I'm your host, Audrey Joy Kwan. I spend my days as a coach and consultant to multiple six and seven figure agency owners. For the last seven years, I've been behind the scenes helping people grow, lead and operate small but mighty agencies. Here at the Small But Mighty Agency podcast, we'll uncover what works and equally as important what didn't work to get these business owners to where they are today. Hello, Jenny. Thank you for joining us to share your journey to growing a multiple seven-figure agency. Let's go back to the beginning. How did this all begin for you? All right. So, Audrey, yeah, it was kind of out of desperation, really. It was back in 2013, and uh, I had uh, worked with an agency for 12 years, and that agency was really successful creatively and strategically. And um, we had a great team. And the government here in Newfoundland and Labrador, they slashed budgets that year. And one of our, well, the biggest client that we had at the time, that budget got slashed by 40%. And so we had to figure out, okay, who we're going to let go? What's going to happen to the agency? How do we downsize? And so we went through the, that process. And, um, you know, as a, a manager and a, and a creative leader there, I had to let people go. And then I got let go. So and that came as a massive surprise. And basically, it was I, I basically completely freaked out. And it was really tough on all fronts, especially to my um, ego, to just everything my whole life. And at the time, too, I had two small children and a husband. I still do. And uh, we were like, okay, what do we do? Do we move away? Do we, you know, do I take another job somewhere else? And back then in 2013, it wasn't like it is now. You can't just work remotely. You had to kind of get up and move and move your entire family. So then I was like, you know, I looked around, I, I got some really great job offers from other places like in Vancouver and, and um, Toronto and Montreal. Um, but then I talked to everybody about it. And, and, you know, my parents and my in-laws are like, don't you dare move. So, you know, I thought to myself, hey, why don't I just start my own agency? I, you know, and so that's basically uh, what I did. Three months after I got canned, I um, started my own agency. 
working in an agency and starting one are two different things. Over the 10 years that you've been a business owner, in hindsight, what do you wish someone had told you before you started your agency? Oh, many things, many things. So I don't have a business background. I come from the creative side of things. So this agency is creatively led. And so, you know, I had to learn a lot fast. And I still have to learn about, you know, everything in terms of financial stuff to uh, HR to all that fun stuff. So, but I really think that one of the main things that I wish that, you know, someone told me was to be very open with staff about everything that you do. Because I came from agency life where um, I worked at various agencies before I started my own and everything was sort of behind closed doors. Nothing was really, people weren't really in the know, you know, so we didn't know about, you know, budgets or we didn't know about like client relationships really, like and how great they were or how bad they were. And, you know, I really feel as though being transparent with my team it really helps them feel like they're they're a part of something, you know? Hmm, I can see business owners resisting this idea of sharing numbers for fear that team members will misunderstand and want a bigger cut. What would you say to that? So every year after our year end, I will let people know the numbers because I think they deserve to know. They're a part of the team. They work so hard. They, you know, they do things that I'd never be able to do and they, they deserve that. And so I let them in on how much revenue we, we got and what profit looked like that year. And that informs a lot of things. It helps them understand just how, how much it costs to run an agency and run a business. It, it, you know, like that, and that's something that I never knew. You know, yeah, like people have to get paid, but oh yeah, we got to pay everything like, you know, insurance and rent and, and, you know, weird stuff like, you know, water and water delivery and, and, you know, plants and (laughs) toilet paper and all that fun stuff, you know? So, so yeah, so they, they see everything and some people will say, oh my God, I can't believe you do that. You know, why burden your team with something like that? But it's not a burden at all. In fact, it, it actually makes everybody feel closer. It feels like they, it it helps them feel like they're really a part of something. They're invested in it. And I feel as though they're, they're just a more committed team. You mentioned that you were part of an agency where transparency wasn't available to you. And now as an agency owner, you've integrated transparency into your business. Comparing your experiences, how has transparency changed your culture? Great question. So I, I really feel as though it has helped people trust each other. So trust is the number one thing at our agency. Trust with coworkers, with our suppliers, and especially our clients. And when you don't have trust, there's no real relationship, right? So, um, and we're in the relationship business. We are in the relationship business. That is what we do. Relationships are key. So internal relationships, outside relationships, relationships with our our clients. And if there's no trust there, or if there is very little trust, or if people sort of question, oh, okay, you know, if people don't know the truth, and if, if you're not transparent with each other, then, you know, it's hard to, to operate, and it's hard to maintain a healthy culture. And it's hard to really, you know, do work that's really effective and good, because when you don't trust each other, 
then there's not that basis. There's not that kind of solid base that you have in terms of a team. Culture is impacted by leadership style. Tell us about how you lead. I'm a real like no nonsense person. Um, no beating around the bush. Like just let's uh, address this issue and move on. No wishy washy stuff. Like I I can't stand it. I can't stand you know backroom kind of um, secrets and and that kind of kills culture too. Right. So I just feel as though it, I need to be extremely clear in my intent. Also, I feel as though listening to people is really, really important. And listening is, is it's a really powerful tool, you know? And I think that it takes a lot of discipline and practice, and I'm still working on it, but, you know, that's, listening is a big thing when it comes to my leadership style. Another thing that I really try to focus on is um, giving people recognition when they deserve it. You know, recognizing people, even when, it, even if it's just like, look, you did a great job on this design or well done on this, you know, presentation or whatever, like saying thank you really goes a long way. And another thing, and I mean, I, I, it's something that I've taught my kids ever since they were small, but it's just respect. Like having respect, respect for people, you know, I don't think that a lot of leaders have a lot of respect for what their employees and their clients and their suppliers and partners actually do on a day-to-day basis. And I think that respect is, is a, a really, really important thing that needs to be remembered at all times. And I think that lastly, and I mean, you can ask any of any of my team members, but I like to have a lot of fun. I think that the fun, I think that we've lost a lot of that fun factor in advertising. Everything has become so serious. You know, sometimes you don't know if you can say certain things, but you know, and I know it's really cliche to say, but I, I actually love having a lot of fun and having a sense of humor really takes you far and bringing levity to a situation, you know, to things it's, it's important. Jenny, thanks for highlighting what's been working for you. I know you're a team of 20 people and I'd love to hear about your challenges in building this team and getting your business to where it is. Is there one key thing or a breakthrough moment you think others can benefit from knowing? Well, I guess it all depends on the situation, you know? So when I first started, I had many, many moments and challenges that are completely different, right? Than what I go through now, you know, 10 years later after I started my business. But I think that a breakthrough moment for me in terms of growing the business at the beginning was I just thought I could do everything myself. And like, you just can't do it all yourself, right? So, and I really did think that I could do so much on my own, but I, you know, after a while you realize, oh my God, like I can't do it all unless there's some sort of like deluxe cloning machine or something. But yeah, there was nothing like that at the time. So I just hire people And I have hired people who are way smarter than I am and who can do, you know, things that I could never, ever possibly do. So that was a huge moment for me. And once I embraced that, our growth just took off. So another breakthrough moment that I've had in terms of growth of the business is that I am very much an introvert. I do not like going into large crowds. I I can't stand networking. And that's a part of my job. I have to do it. So, you know, networking for me, just like even being in big crowds, like just thinking about it now, it just makes me like start sweating, you know, and small talk is really difficult for me. But I find that whenever I do it, and whenever I force myself to do it, 
it always leads to amazing things. You know, it always leads to more connections to, you know, even some new business or even like a new employee or even a good, you know, just a good contact to have. So that in itself was, is something that I really try to, to, to force myself to do on a regular basis. And I guess just from in terms of challenges, I mean, everyone has been through different challenges over the past couple of years. It's been an extraordinary time. And, you know, I don't want to talk about, you know, all the, the challenges that advertising agencies have gone through because some, we're, every, we all know what those challenges are. You know, uncertainty about our clients and what they're going to do, uncertainty about our employees and what they're going to do. Employees have a lot of power right now. They are in the driver's seat. They can demand many things. And sometimes agencies can um, deliver and sometimes they just, they just can't. So I'm finding now that some of my biggest challenges are staffing and recruitment, very difficult. And, you know, we live in a place that many people would never want to live. So, you know, St. John's is a, is a tough place sometimes. And, you know, it's a beautiful place and I'm slightly biased and I think it's the best place in the world. But having people live here and move here is a completely different thing. So we're extremely lucky when it comes to remote working because that has helped us a lot. But at the same time, you know, like it's it's nice to have people in the same room. So I think that the my biggest challenge now that I'm I'm working through is just the shift in that nature of an employee and what that means. Yeah, it's true. Hiring and finding great people and retainment is on the top of mind for agency owners. What are you currently focusing on to encourage retainment? So we have all the normal things that, you know, age, other agencies have. So, you know, it's no use really for us to say like, we have a wicked cheese drawer where you can have all this delicious cheese or we have a big fridge filled with beer and wine, you know, like, I mean, we have all that stuff, but everyone else does, you know, maybe not the, the nice uh, local beer that we have, but it comes down to trust again. So, you know, if someone wants to work from home, I don't care where they work. I just care that they actually take the time to do their work and, and you know, and that they're responsible. So, you know, in terms of retention, I, I'm very flexible in terms of, you know, coming into the office part-time or, or whenever you want to. So it's really like flexible in terms of office versus home working. You know, uh, and that obviously doesn't apply to remote employees. Um, we have a wellness program. You know, we give money to our employees on a yearly basis and just towards something that has to do with wellness. We also just launched a wellness program in terms of an app that is a weekly, I guess it's a weekly kind of survey that takes 30 seconds to do. That is a confidential thing. It's really cool, actually. It's called Hone, H-O-N-E, uh, Work and, and, and Life. And um, it's for corporate culture. And it helps me identify areas in the agency with people where there may, they may need help. So it's, it's working really well. And I find that people are they're really happy that the leadership team and myself we're actually invested in helping them with that work-life balance. You know, we do a lot of socials. We have a lot of team building. Um, but really, you know, when it comes down to, the, I think it comes down to the work too. Like when you are working at a place where you can actually create amazing work, then that sometimes is, is, is so fulfilling. 
And, you know, I, I think that we give people those opportunities. Having the opportunity to get in front of things that may be on your team's mind before it has a chance to grow legs and run wild and address it quickly, I appreciate you pinpointing how that action can lead to positive outcomes and grow a tight-knit team. There have been many seasons in your business. By seasons, I mean the journey. I want to know, what is your highest flying season? There have been lots of happy seasons. I think that one of the happiest was when I when I landed my first client. That was a really, really happy, happy moment because I had been just beating the streets for a good month and a half. And I kept on having all these amazing meetings with people, but no, there was no traction. And I don't blame people really when I look back on it because it was just me. They're like, well, where's your agency? I'm like, you're looking at it. So um, it was kind of hard to convince people to actually take that leap. Um, And mind you, when I say just me, I had lots of support just in terms of freelancers and people I've worked with and, you know, designers and art directors and account people and media people. But, you know, when you are just staring at one person, then it's it's kind of hard to put your trust in that person and, and go for that. So that was a really happy moment. And believe it or not, right before COVID, we had had our best year ever in terms of revenue and profit. And we were just like, like we were on this really great growth kind of path. And then that that all went to hell. So, so, so that wasn't very good. But you know, another really great moment, and I just we just had it last week. So we just finished our, our so we just celebrated our ninth year in business. And so we're in our 10th year now, but we've been through a really hard time. So COVID was not kind to this agency. We had a lot of panic a lot of financial hardships and a lot of movement movement of staff. So people in, people out. And so really it's kind of like a whole new agency minus a few key people, you know, leadership people and people I've worked with for a while, but we had a, a, you know, we call it Ray day. So we had a Ray day last week just to celebrate the year and just to sort of get the team together and just be with each other. And I have to say that, it's the most fun I've had in months and months. And it was so, I just felt so inspired by everyone. I feel as though we have the smartest team right now. They're just so, you know, motivated and dedicated. And it was just a really, it was a, it was a good, it was a good time. And it was, yeah, it was really inspiring. Did you know that I have a coaching program called the Mighty Pod Model? In the High Touch program, we help our clients go from solopreneur to an agency owner so they can gain more freedom by having a service business where client work isn't dependent on them to scale. Maybe you started as a solopreneur with zero people in your business. Eventually, you bring in an assistant and contractors, but you continue to hold on to the strategy and direct communication with your clients. Before you know it, you're at capacity. So what happens if you want to grow bigger? Meet the Mighty Pod model. The Mighty Pod model isn't just a business model. It's a high-touch coaching program that helps you go from solopreneur to agency owner with a profitable, streamlined, and strategic roadmap. If you're feeling like the bottleneck in your business, download our free Mighty Pod Model Cheat Sheet. Go to audreyjoyquan.com forward slash free resources. That's A-U-D-R-E-Y-J-O-Y-K-W-A-N.com forward slash free resources or click the link in the show notes right there in your podcast app to get the free mighty pod model cheat sheet back to the show 
coming out of a time when get-togethers weren't possible, it sounds like the first team get-together back was encouraging for your agency. So what happens in a Ray Day? Yeah, so Ray Day looks different every year, but usually it involves some sort of celebration. And uh, But usually some, you know, a presentation from me, I always present. It's kind of like the year in review. If there's any kind of training thing, we always do a training thing. So this year we did um, Indigenous training because we have an Indigenous client now based out of Labrador. And we really wanted to learn more about the language we use, the things we say, the way that we, you know, just position the client, everything from, you know, things that just silly things that we may not even think that we're doing wrong, but we are, you know, so we had that which was fantastic. And then we always, we always love to eat. So for lunch, we always bring in these big, huge sandwiches from this place called Mana. And they're, I have to say they're most, they are the most deluxe sandwiches I've ever eaten in my life. They're like these breaded chicken, delicious things that are on these pretzel buns. Anyway, delish. And this year we ended up taking a bus ride. It was an hour bus ride to one of our clients' places, and it's called the Newfoundland Distillery Company. So they have a beautiful tasting room, and it's in this really small little place in Newfoundland called Clark's Beach, and it's right on the water, right on the North Atlantic. And so we all went in there and had many, many cocktails, and then we got on the bus again, that poor bus driver, oh my God. Anyway, we we got ferried back home, and then we went downtown, and downtown St. John's is, um, there's a concentration of bars called, on the street called George Street. And it's the most bars per capita in North America. So yeah, I won't get into the details because they're all, uh, they're not G rated. So, but anyway, we had a very good time and it was really, it was a, it was a hilarious day. So it was good. We, you know, and the people who are work remotely, they all flew in. So it was really great just to be with everybody again. So yeah, made me feel young. It sounds like everyone had a blast. I really noticed how important transparency and fun are to you and how emphasizing both values in your business lights you up. And on that topic, what keeps you motivated and inspired? Oh my God, that is such a good question. And that's a hard question too, because sometimes it changes on on the daily, right? So, but what always keeps me inspired are, are my people. You know, like they're so smart, like they come up with such great ideas. And I'm just like, God, I wish I thought of that, you know, or, oh my God, I'm so jealous of this idea. Like, thank God you work on my team. (laughs) And so I think that just my people, like they actually really, really inspire me. And, you know, in terms of motivation, what keeps me motivated, I've I've had a, a very tough time over the past year just to try to keep myself motivated and keep myself motivated for the team. And I know that leaders always go through these times and they go through these ups and downs. But this year has been hard on many levels, just from a personal standpoint and things going on in my family, my husband's family, just to my kids. I mean, it's just been a hard time for everybody. But I think that what keeps me motivated is I try to exercise every day. I really do. Like I try to do that. I find that it really clears my head. It helps me focus. And it also helps me from one person in my one of my team members they were like yeah Jenny hasn't had a workout today you can tell because she feels like killing everybody and like I just you know like I really I really need to do exercise because I just help it helps me calm down 
So that keeps me motivated. You know, I think that having that balance. So I come from a generation where, you know, all we did was work. I had to work so hard to prove myself as a female creative, to work my, like, you know, just to prove myself in terms of working my way up into um, a creative department. And I worked nights, weekends, all the time. And that obviously is not sustainable. And it was that way of life then. But now it's completely changed. The way people work has changed. And, you know, I realize that now. And to keep myself motivated, I really try to have that balance. So, you know, and I know that's cliche to say, but I really try to like, I try not to work every single night. I try not to work on the weekends and it really helps. It helps keep me motivated. You know, it keeps the burnout away. So first, thank you for your transparency about motivation and bringing that honesty to the podcast. And I feel you on the exercise. There's a switch that happens for me too when the endorphins hit. I know you said that it's a cliche when we talk about balance and work in life as a business owner, but it's a real struggle and there's no denying it. Jenny, where can people find you? Well, they have to come to Newfoundland. Uh, no, I'm just joking. Well, no, you should come to Newfoundland because it's awesome here. So, but they can find me. Well, I'm everywhere, really. So they can find me on LinkedIn. They can find me via my email address. It's so easy. Jenny at rayagency.ca. can give me a call. They can, actually, I think my number is on the Ray website. I think it's like the new business number to call. So, and I think that they changed it to my number so they can just give me a call and I'm on Instagram, Facebook, you know, all that fun stuff. So easy to find me. Although my name is Jenny Smith and there's probably around a million other Jenny Smiths, but I'm Jenny from the rock, J rock. Right? So Jenny from the rock. Thank you so much for being here. Yeah. Thank you, Audrey. Awesome to talk to you. Hey there, thanks for hanging out with me at the Small But Mighty Agency podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, it would mean the world to me if you hit the follow or subscribe button in your podcast app and share it with a friend. I'll see you on the next one.